0: you ready for a brand new episode of Terribly Funny? Uh, I'm going to assume the answer is yes because I got no other choice. Here it is. It's a brand new episode, gang. It's me. I'm your buddy, your pal, your host, Steve Bazalone, And this, of course, is the podcast where I talk to funny people about terrible things that have happened to them. Uh, today, we have a wonderful guest. Uh, it's my old friend, Tal Rabinowitz. What can I tell you about Tal? Uh, I first met her, God, t- 12 years ago when I was in the very nascent Uh, stages of my career. She was a uh, comedy development executive at Sony, where I've done almost all of my television writing. Uh, She was always a huge champion of me and uh, my my old writing partner, Annie. She's delightful, she's always very shrewd and smart and funny and supportive. And after she left Sony, she went on to be the head of comedy for NBC. Uh, She helped put a bunch of great shows on the air and she's a, a lovely lady. And now she's started a whole new endeavor, another career in general. She's opened a chain, uh, a series of uh, meditation studios. It's called The Den. And if you live in Los Angeles, go check them out. They're fantastic. They're very calming, they're tranquil. Uh, they all, all, just try to add a little bit of peace and, uh, and solace to your life. And I think we could all use a little bit more of that. Uh, go check them out if you live in Los Angeles. Also, she has a podcast. Uh, it's launching very soon. You have to check it out. I can't support this one more, more than, uh, I I, I wholeheartedly support all of her endeavors because she's wonderful. Uh, also throws a great party. That's neither here nor there, but what are we going to talk about today? Good question. What we're going to talk about is, uh, some very universal stuff like breakups, divorce. You may not have all been there, but you've had breakups, uh, infidelity, um, living with guilt, moving on, starting over, uh, uh, pivoting. All these uh, very universal things, and it's fun. It's a good time. But before we get to the good time, we have to do the boring stuff. And the boring stuff is this. If you like this podcast, tell your friends. Tell your buddies. Tell your family. Also, go to our iTunes page. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Leave us a comment. We love to hear from you. Um, we love to hear from you so much. We'd love to get an email from you. If you have any thoughts about this episode or the podcast in general, or just want to say, hey, Steve, what's up? I love you, man. You can do so. Drop me a line at terribly funny podcast at gmail i'd love to hear from you uh also check us out on instagram terribly funny podcast check us out on twitter see what we're tweeting about terribly underscore funny uh and that's it i'm done with that shit now now let's get to what you came for and that's to hear tell rabinowitz give some sage wisdom about uh her hardships and her life here we go gang theme music
1: please
0: Like so many great, people support but it you. is
1: fucking hard. Yeah, that sure. shit's bad. I mean, and that talk about ego, like, that's hard every day because right. you just get terrified. You know, you do feel like you're lifting a boulder up a hill and you're just waiting for that boulder to just go one just step like, backwards, and then next thing you know, you're like splat. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to think, like, now I'm like totally off. What do you want to know?
0: What do I want to know? Um, well, you know, I've known you for what, 10 years? A long time. But, like, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of your personal life. I know that you were married once. I know that. (laughs) That's bad. Yeah. I've, I've I've been there. I know that, um, uh, yeah, marriage,
1: marriage is tough. Yeah, sure. It's hard. I mean, I don't think I was ever a marriage person, period. No. Even, like, as
0: a child, as, like, like the, you know, the...
1: I'm like you. I believe in the institution in Mm -hmm. the sense of I believe in monogamy. I believe in partnership. I think Mm -hmm. it's actually a really beautiful thing to do. Sure. I think supporting people, having a partner. um, The idea of signing a piece of paper and making promises terrifies the shit out of me. And it did before. It has nothing to do with getting divorced. I was like that before, which probably didn't help in me stay married or not. I think that was a little bit of, like... The fire for me freaking the fuck out. Um, But it always just freaks me out. By the way, my parents married, happily married. I mean, my dad's 91. They will be together until death do them part. Um, Grandparents married for 60 plus years, happily married. So it's not like I was surrounded by bad But you think that's
0: a little bit of the thing? Like, God damn it. There's no way. It's so long. And how am I going to do that?
1: Maybe. I mean, it could be. Well, this is a hilarious story that... I hope my ex isn't listening. I'm sure the minute he hears my voice, he's not listening. Yeah, so sure, I, sure, I'm sure. Right. But everyone in my family has pretty much been married twice. Okay. So my parents both married previous to each other and then met each other and have been married now, for God forgotten. It was like 40 plus years. Yeah, my,
0: my, my parents each had three.
1: Okay, so both my parents, second marriage to mm-hmm. each other, brother in a second marriage, so happy. Like everyone's on their second marriage and it could not be like weirdly healthy and amazing. Huh. It's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: You all have like a starter home. Right. So
1: my, when I got engaged and I was with my ex-husband and we were all together with my family. By the way, my family is lovely and wonderful. So this was so random. Yeah. And it was my brother with his second wife and my dad, like with his arm. And he was making a toast to us as a couple who just got engaged. And he was being very sweet, I forgot what he said, and then he hugs my mom and he goes, the second time's always the best. Oof. And I'll never forget, like, my ex just looks at me, he's like, what the fuck? And I remember joking, like, Dad, you might wanna like redo the toast. Like, yeah. This is our first, and hopefully it's gonna work, and uh-huh. that was so right. But my ex used to throw that at my face all the time. He's like, you purposely are making this not work, because you want to be like you want to follow in the footsteps of your family.
0: I think that's a big leap. I agree. I mean, like there might be like a thing on a subconscious level, like well, that has worked, that has been in my family, but you're not <laughs> going to create that. That's like so painful and hard to get to that.
1: Shit. So we had like the easiest divorce, and it still sucked. Yeah. I mean, it's like divorce sucks. You know, I mean, you did theoretically too. It's like no yeah. kids.
0: I was very easy. You were nice to
1: each other. Didn't own any
0: property. Right. Same <laughs> and it was. It was still fucking brutal. It's still brutal. Yeah.
1: That's what I would say. Like people who go through divorce and then when you add those other layers I'm always like so empathetic I can't believe it. Yeah. But yeah, ours was as clean and simple as it possibly could be and it still sucks. Still like, and I also cheated the worst, but
0: Sure that's that adds on to it. But like it was the same so element. Yeah. yeah. Well there's the same element in, in my thing too. There was like infidelity and it was like, you know, not that it was it was a little bit less cut and dry because it was like, oh it's a new sexual awakening. Right. So that's like it's hard to really
1: But still it goes to the same I'm, I can't speak for her at all. Mm-hmm. But for me, I where I fucked up and where I've learned a lot from, thank God I've learned from my mistakes, sure. was I was incapable of expressing my emotions. I was like so terrified mm-hmm. where I was, and I was so terrified in a place of knowing that deep down inside I was unhappy, even though it didn't make sense, because right. everything was really good, and he's like, a really good person and a really good man, and like a kind, caring, we I mean, had a really lovely life. Yeah. So there was like actually no explanation for it in my head, but it just wasn't feeling right. And I didn't have the emotional bandwidth or the balls, if I'm going to put those together, to actually talk about it. And so instead, I just, you know, you find outlets and you find ways. And so similarly, like, instead of just being able to, like, talk about it and be mature about it, as painful as those conversations could be, and then things could be above board, I went, like the other way and by the way I will never well, never. I mean sure. in my mind I will never do it again because it was so fucking awful and not fair and so I would never want to do it too right but, but
0: I think that is interesting because, but I needed to learn from it well I think that's I mean that is like what is the point if you make if hopefully if you make mistakes you're strong enough and are self-aware enough to you hope so learn from them because that's how you know we touch a stove when we're a kid I'm like oh that sucked don't do that again um, but like I think that is the hard part of what you're saying is is That rationally, uh, on paper, everything should work here, so why isn't it? Why isn't it? And I'm sure that's just like maybe that's just like a fleeting thing like this, 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 like, amorphous, this, like, it's a mind mind
1: for me. It was a lot of, well, what you're, you're, you're feeling is the wrong thing, you're feeling Mm -hmm. is that young kid who likes things fucked up and like that's what I just kept saying sure. to myself your feeling is the dramatic human being like right. the thing that's happening that's nice is like the real thing and that's what I always rationalized in my head yeah. was like no you're finally mature this is mature this is good like don't fall into that trap of going to your and by the way you go to therapy people will tell you that like oh don't fall into that trap of like making the same mistakes like you're, you're craving the mistake versus what's good for you right but right. honestly in the long run it was like no it wasn't good for me even though it was a beautiful thing right I mean that and that I think is a huge lesson for anyone, especially for me, which is just because something looks great and is not necessarily horrible for you, doesn't mean it's right for you. Right. Like even though it was like there were a lot of good things that came with it, it it just wasn't right for me. It wasn't where I was supposed to be and I just wasn't communicating with myself.
0: Yeah, that's I think it's really hard to like when it when it feels when you can't rationalize where you where it's just like this intangible thing because it's easy to be like I I think you can always do like well the grass is greener and I'm just being insatiable and that's, right. and that's always going to be the case always going to be the case I was
1: case. like oh I'm always going to feel that way which by yeah. the way there is an element of that always in life sure so of I course. was like yeah
0: but like but then you can be like well as soon as if I were to if I were to go I the other the way I would same way I would miss this or I would miss that it's like so it's easy to just like not believe yourself or not believe
1: I didn't believe myself at all yeah and it's sad it's actually sad because it could have saved a lot of heartache and drama Who knows? I mean, who knows? You never know. Probably would have still been dramatic the sure. other way too, but, um, I would have felt a lot better about myself in the process right. probably Yeah. versus having to like dislike a lot of my behavior and did, have to live with that.
0: Did you have, did you moralize a lot of that? Is it, I mean, with, was there like a lot of guilt in like, uh, there still is. Yeah.
1: I still find like when I, and I'm so sorry, I feel like I'm probably so much headier than like, again, I'm time. like, this is like my meditation shit that comes out. But like, I still find whenever I'm like really meditating or going somewhere deep or like doing something it'll surprise me like sometimes it'll come up and I will just be like in tears because I still feel so bad about it and it's like and I would never change anything and Mm -hmm. I would never take it back I love where my life went from it I know the lessons I learned so it's not about it's just disappointment in my character and that's like a really hard thing to get over because it's it's not because it doesn't go like I can't change what happens so it's just again trying to learn how to like Soothe that wound and like just get. And I'm clearly not that. I thought I was. I was like, it's really surprising the last time it happened. To me. I'm like, oh fuck! Like I'm still really disappointed in myself. Yeah. Who knew?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's just like you're from that point forward. You're just trying because I stole things. Like when I was 21 years old, I was. I had like a kind of a, a love triangle happening, and I didn't know how to handle it because I had never been in that position before, and I. I was just always, I think the thing I'm always doing is like going against like what's rational and versus versus my instinct. Right. Um, cause like rationally like, Oh, well I'm being open about things, but it doesn't feel good. Right. And it was just like, and I still look back at that period of just like, I just handled this badly because Were you communicating
1: it to both ish. I think, yeah, yeah I don't, I
0: mean, I didn't, I didn't do a good job. I didn't right. do a good job. And I thought like, well, this is okay. This is cause I thought like, this is, this is adult romance and it's complicated and right. as like, opposed to being like making a decision and like
1: and you've got the whole time is telling you like you're being a dick right now
0: yeah or just like you're not doing this well and you're disappointing right. and people and you're, you know, have friends looking at you and thinking that you're just, you know, and it's just, I didn't know how to, I didn't have the, at that point, the emotional maturity to deal with that. It's
1: really hard to check in and figure out which one's talking. Like, it's really hard. It's like, wait, who's talking? Is that the rational part or is it the gut instinct part? Like, which one is correct and which one is talking and who am I supposed to be listening to?
0: Let me ask you something. Do you find that I am sometimes like annoyed and astounded that like I'm 37 And sometimes I feel like, God damn it, I should be better at this by now. Like, I should know how to, whenever I have like levels of indecisiveness or um, self, like doubt or, or even just like, like uh, a self-loathing or whatever the fuck it is in a relationship. In career, Like, why are... what kind of what like
1: adult d- acne. You can't believe you still get it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: it's like, shouldn't I, be, <laughs> shouldn't I have the tools to deal with this? And it still feels like I'm
1: still doing the same shit that I was when I was 16 or 20. Yeah, I definitely feel like I don't do that, the mm-hmm. same shit. I feel like I've come a long way and I can process things in a different way. And I see things clear and have the ability to kind of look at things from a further perspective. I get really disappointed in myself, though, because there are still moments that all fucking goes out the window. Yeah, And, like, especially, like, with my... My boyfriend, Sasha, has been, I call them both Mm because he's both to me. Um, He and I really know how to, like, get each other's triggers. Like, it's no business.
0: That's kind of your job.
1: Well, then we're both very good at it. mm -hmm. And um, I it really, I get very disappointed in myself. And I'm like, like, how the fuck are you falling for And by the way, we've not been together long enough where I'm like, I know he's just getting my trigger. Like, at this point, I can see it a mile away. I know the drill. I Mm -hmm. know the tactic he's going to take. And I still, when I fall for it, and trust me, you don't want me to fall for it because I will become a raging fucking oh, sure, lunatic. Sure, of excuse course. my language. Um, I will literally just be like, "What is wrong?" Same, same thing. I'm like. Do you even know what it's about... You know this is your trigger. You know this is not what's really going on with him. Yep. You know it's not what's really going on with you. You know you have the ability to step out and just disengage. Why the fuck couldn't you do it? Yeah, so, can't
0: you be bigger than this?
1: Right. So uh, I find, like, yes, I still fall for some shit. But even sometimes when I'm falling for shit, I have the ability at least to see it very quickly. Right. So, like, again, that doesn't mean I fix it. But it does mean I notice it and I process it at least. Right. So even though I still quote unquote fuck up. I mean, I don't know what that means anymore, but like, not the, you know, not I'm the, not, ideal, I'm, the,
0: the person that you want to be. Yeah.
1: It's like, I'm not on my best behavior. Yeah. Um, I feel like I see it very clearly quickly. Like I can, right. even if I'm not sharing it or admitting my, they I can be like, Oh t- fuck tall. Like that was just shitty or,
0: well, that is the, the, I think that is great where you can be like, I know I'm, I'm digging in. I'm being stubborn. I can stop this, but I don't, I don't yeah, want to. I don't for want some to reason. for some
1: fucking crazy reason. Yeah. It is amazing. That hold where you're like, and by the way, and then when you're in hindsight, when you look back, you're like, oh, what the, f- why couldn't I have just yes. in that moment shut the fuck up? It
0: would have just been fine just to take a breath to, like, a lot of the tenets of that I think that you probably are distilling every day. Absolutely. But just, like, take a breath and the just present. be like, this doesn't matter.
1: And it doesn't. Really and it never does. It, never,
0: it rarely matters. Unless it's going to be, like, relationship-wise, unless it's going to blow everything up and, like, it's i finally articulating something that is much deeper and bigger right. otherwise it's fucking doesn't
1: matter I mean, so and she and I like, talk oh, about it all the time where I'm like we fight about the dumbest shit yeah. like when yeah. it goes back to it I'm like it is so dumb like so dumb I can't believe that fight equaled yeah. that reaction
0: but is that like indicative of a bigger problem is that just like other underlying things because like the small things are usually like I am hurt or I am embarrassed or I don't I have issues with something else, but this, it just manifesting itself in the dishes or whatever the fuck.
1: A little bit. I mean, I think we're both, yes, I think we're both, like I said, we know how to just mm-hmm. push each other's buttons and I think we can both be really stubborn and really reactive. Right. And so I think that inherently can just be a pain in the ass. Like, it's just that combination. Um, I can be tough too. Like I can be tough. Like I demand a lot of like someone kind of really stepping up. And as much as I love my husband, like yeah. that's not how he was raised. Sure. So it was like, I think I put him sometimes in uncomfortable, emotionally uncomfortable situations. Again, not on purpose, just right. by like who we are. Well, and just... I think that creates someone to act out as well. Because sure. you're, if you're not used to that way, your instinct is just to be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, is that a bigger problem? I don't know if it's necessarily a problem. In some ways it's actually a really beautiful thing, because I think we both ch- challenge each other to be better versions of ourselves. Right. Is it a bigger problem in the sense, yes, until we both keep growing and become bigger versions of each other, it's going to be underlying constantly.
0: Well, it's just, like, a core thing of, like, we are different
1: people. We are very different people. I
0: think I've found... uh, I
1: learn a lot from him every day because we're so different.
0: And that's that's great. Yeah. I think I, for a long time, uh, have had a hard time recognizing that it's okay to be different people because I feel like a lot of times... uh, um, I feel like my ex and I, we are, we grew up in the same place. Yeah. We like, I, we had like very similar families, uh, very similar interests. And so there was like such a overlap. Very, overlap and similarity that like, it took me a long time to be like, Oh, right. The differences are good things. And that it's not, it's not fair to like try to force project every, just like the things I like. If we're not a hundred percent, uh, compatible, then that's, like, in, from a mind, for all like, well, this isn't going to work. Right. When in actuality, like, those differences can be good and you can learn a lot. And
1: I think it also just depends on you. Like, I'm really independent. Yeah. Like, no. A, I learn a lot, like mm-hmm. I said before, but I'm also super independent. So I kind of don't mind the fact that there's, we have a lot of differences, too, of things we, that don't always, like, there are things that don't overlap, and I think it's okay. Right. Because then I can appreciate, like, that's his thing. And then as long as I think you appreciate and love it about each other... I, I like having certain things like, I like to do by myself and that, yeah. does, that has nothing to do with him like yeah. that's me period no matter who I was with so for me it works well I think it totally also depends on the blend and the people involved and what they're okay with right. and, I mean, yeah. like with any relationship really it's like an open relationship is only going to work with two people who are okay with it yeah. so it's all about just like what are two people okay with in the relationships and then work off of that shit.
0: what is the thing that you think you, you learned like from the first from the first round what was like the thing where you're like entering into the new relationship, and now you've got a family and you've got a bunch of dogs. Like what? what what's
1: different? Yeah, communication. Yeah, I am. Too, it's hilarious though because like I said, Alec, will literally, I say you got the. In some ways, he got it worse because now I I almost do it too. It's annoying. It's right. like I literally could be like, I'm not happy in this moment. Blah blah. blah. Like I'm just so afraid of not. Communicating where I'm at though, will almost sometimes over communicate it when sure. sometimes it's like is that really necessary right. like you're just going through an up or a down and like it doesn't have to necessarily be a thing but I'm so terrified of not making it out there or part of an us right. like I just want the us to always know what's going on and be part of it together because that's where I completely fucked up on the first time mm. like completely so that's what I learned the most and man did I pay a lot of money for therapy for it
0: god yeah that seems <laughs> the, the crux of I mean, everything during that- my
1: divorce I was in therapy like that's what people don't realize because everyone has their own version of the story of what happened and I was definitely a villain in it and I'll own it and that's fine but I don't think people realize like how hard I was actually working while we were still in it to fix it and to understand my behavior and that was all before we actually Broke up, right? And so, like, while we were like towards the end of it, I was in therapy like three days a week, yeah, twice on my own and once with him, yeah. It was intense yeah. because I was just so flabbergasted with where it all went, and that I was just like determined to quote unquote figure it out.
0: Yeah, well, I think so that's, that's like, that, that, that level of proactive, you know, he can't. Yeah, it's like it it's, it's hilarious it. that you're like I'm
1: paying someone to figure it out. It's, yeah. so it's
0: but like that level of being proactive like that is, uh, I think, very a big of you to do that because like a lot I think. But also, like, in that period, did you, was it just, like, a lot of, um... It was dark. Fuck.
1: Just fuck. What did I, fuck?
0: Like, was, that kind of feeling? It was
1: dark, confusing. Yeah. I was really sad. Sure. Because I was really confused. And, like, my life was really busy. I was working and I was running NBC comedy mm-hmm. at that point. Like, it was really difficult, so I couldn't process it. I used to just sit in my car and, like, cry all the time. Like, I'd be going to movie, like, meetings and crying and, like... Ugh. It was. Brutal. I mean, I remember our breakup actually happened during pilot season. Like, oh, and I remember showing. Up, it was my birthday. Like, I remember showing up to. Uh, what were we shooting? We were shooting um dads with kids. Sure. And it was a multicam. Thank God. So mm-hmm. I didn't go to pre shoots that day. I sent someone else. Which normally I'm like on top of that crap. And I was like in the fetal position on my friend's couch. Just it was the day after. So I was like, I just need oh. a day. We're like two days afterwards. And I just remember, you get so dramatic. I remember just sitting, you probably remember this, sitting on the couch and just being like, I feel like a boat that's like untethered in the sea. Like all sure. you just like. You
0: turned into like a shitty poet.
1: It's like a yeah. total shitty poet. Yeah. And you're just like. <laughs> and I remember getting to the shoot maybe 15 minutes late. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really had to like pull my crap together. And it was great. Like Fallon had balloons for me because it was my birthday and like nobody had a clue. He had balloons and cake and like sang right. to me because I was actually really close with him. And, it was, and I just remember Bob saying, my boss saying something mm-hmm. to someone, why the fuck is she? And by the way, I've never been late for yeah. anything. And he's like, why the fuck is she late? 15 minutes. Yeah. And I remember just swallowing it because I didn't have the heart to be like, well, you know, my entire life just changed yeah. as I knew it in like a snap.
0: But well, I think that, and, was, that was like a little bit of point of pride because i know, like, when I was going through shit, I didn't want to like lead with that. I was like, I will suffer alone. Thank you.
1: Of course. And also it's like, this is my job. It's mm-hmm. separate. And like... Of course, that was the one time I was like, it was the one time I actually let it really affect anything. But otherwise, you're like, no, of course, it's on me to make sure I do my fucking job and I get it done. So yeah, you don't need people to know your crap because it shouldn't affect how people look at you. But yeah, no, it was a dark time. It was a dark. It was just a really dark time. I was very skinny though. Yeah, that was nice.
0: I find like whenever whenever I'm sad, that's when I'm in the best shape.
1: And I was eating. I mean, it was the best. Like I was eating, drinking beer all the time, like pasta, French fries. It wasn't like I was starving myself.
0: Oh no. See, I, I just like, cause don't I don't, eat? I don't know what to do. Well, it's not even don't eat. I, it's just, I don't know what to do with like that kind of anxious, uh, energy. And if I, I don't like sleep, so I just get up and if, if I have, I usually end up working more. Cause like, well, that's a distraction and I'll just go to like the gym a ton or run. Cause I just got to get this fucking, like, how sweat is it working out. for
1: you? Like, do you feel like, so if you're writing, mm-hmm. do you feel like you can actually concentrate on what you're writing on? or does your mind, are you writing and then your mind's wandering? Like, how, does, uh, a how do bit you focus? Of,
0: a little bit of both. When I was, like, in New York for Michael J. Fox show when everything was falling apart, like, it was interesting because that was, like, the whole year was, like, all very tumultuous that whole New York time. Mm. Um, and, like, also my mom was six. So there's was like, a lot of shit was happening. It was a lot of distractions. Yeah, you had a
1: lot of the same it was time. a lot of
0: stuff, at the, but it was also, like, going there was, like, even though it was hard, it was very hard to focus. It was, like, still nice because it was well, this is something where nothing's wrong. The worst thing that's going to happen here is our ratings aren't great. or we, we have to rebreak this story. That's it. Right. You know, is
1: not nice when perspective actually wins out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, how often are you in those rooms and it's like, Oh my God, someone's dying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like exactly. the stress level.
0: Yeah. And it just feels nuts. But I will say it was like the next year when I started on Goldberg's and still had like, a, you know, was processing a lot of stuff. But like, I was like, Oh, I'm good at this job. Because I felt just, like, underwater and, like, foggy for, like, sleeping, like, three or four hours a night and just, like, feeling, like, you know, I assume, like, a new parent or something, but, like, one... Who's
1: yeah, you're practice. not fully there. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. it was just, like, it was a little bit night and day to, like, oh, right, right, right. I am better at this than I remember being. I Like, I can focus. I don't feel well, so... Well, your body's
1: added. not under so much stress. Like, yeah. you don't realize how much stress you're under like physically it's it's pretty gnarly
0: it's and it'll it's like, fuck you up yeah it's not I uh, right at the end of the day I was leaving or the day before I was leaving was our last day of shooting and then I was going to uh, leave, leaving New York to go to Antigua for a week nice over the holiday because my mom had just found out that she had stage 4 cancer and she my wanted nice. to go <laughs> yeah but she's like let's I want to spend the rest of my days like let's just do cool shit she's like you want to go somewhere over the holidays Like, yes you tell me where we'll go and uh Uh, my ex and I were like we knew we were done but we didn't want to tell mom you know she had bigger fish to fry so like let's go on this vacation make it very nice we'll deal we'll tell everybody afterwards so like was packing all my shit sending it back to LA and was just going to like I I had a gym two blocks down the street so I was just like kind of just jogging to the gym like not like even like running just like I was briskly walking I took a step, and my back went out. Oh, my God. Went out so much. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was, like, out for, like, three days. And it was, like, the first half of the trip was, like, a disaster. And then... How did you even I, get there? It was, I mean, it was, I was, like, it was just enough. hurt. It was just, like, yeah. I was okay. It was just, like, I couldn't carry shit. But then by the time I got back, it, like, was better. But then when I got back, I had this, like, this, uh, fucking rash and I was like did I because I was you know we went uh, snorkeling I was like I bet you I had some shitty no he were so
1: fucking stressed out
0: but it was shingles
1: oh and my god I gave
0: myself shingles because it affects like the muscular system before it, it manifests itself like physically and rash and it was shingles and I was like how the fuck he's like did you go, like, when we went to the I and talked, just like, are you really stressed out right now? I was like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's <laughs> like, yeah, because it's usually only, like, very old people. I was like, well, that's cool. And
1: it's funny, because sometimes you don't actually realize how stressed you are, because it yeah. sounds like you're the type of person, too. You're like, I'll go for a run. I'll go for this. I'm managing it. You're Clearly, trying, I'm not yeah. happy. Clearly, shit's going on, but I'm managing it. Plus you're able to fool yourself, like, oh, I'm doing okay here. Right, and you don't actually realize, like, your body will... I mean, look, I had a gnarly stomach problem, too, for a, yeah. like, for a long time. And I mean, doubled over, like couldn't move when I would get the attacks. And then, I mean, I hate to, I always hate to say this because I, I, he's such a good guy, but like, I got a divorce and I can eat whatever the fuck I want now. Yeah. And I've never had another issue. Well, and it, it about never him, felt though. like, str- no, it's about yeah. my honesty yeah. with myself and exactly. But it, it was so funny because it was years of me trying to figure out what it was. Yeah. I mean, it was debilitating. Yeah. And then also, like, my face, same thing. Like, I had adult acne towards the end. I was like, oh, I'm running now. It must be the sweat. Yeah. And then that cleared up, too, within seconds. Yeah,
0: man. I feel like the stresses in our lives will kill us long before, like, all the cancers.
1: Well, they say... Or they'll
0: lead to them, at least.
1: Well, they lead to them. And that's what they say. I mean, it's funny, because everyone, like... It's funny. I was just reading this book called The Urban Monk, which is great. Everyone should get it if you want, like, really practical advice how to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. But um, it's Pedram Soji, and he... A lot of people talk about this, but he talks about like the flight or fight response and how the problem is in modern day society, we're all constantly having fight or flight, but it's not because there's like a lion chasing you. It could be because of the deadline or a breakup or something like that. And so you're constantly putting all this like cortisol and adrenaline into your body, which is damaging versus before it's supposed to be for something specific and your body recovers, but we're also not recovering because we keep going. And that's like what slowly kills you and he actually says this really funny thing he's like you want to like fight it go out and actually like get some real fight or flight like go jump out of a fucking airplane like go do something like get some perspective and like put the rest of your life where it's supposed to be Mm. i found that so fascinating
0: yeah well i mean i think that's the thing uh that the going through these things going through like the arduous tough things yeah i think like the most important thing to take from that if you're taking anything, it's just like the perspective, like when all the little bullshit happens, cause you can get, you get caught up in the oh, little bullshit so easily. so easily. Especially
1: if you don't have big shit happening.
0: Yeah. Well, if you have big shit happening, it's like, pfft. Right. but as soon as the big shit goes away, cause it's a luxury yeah. to get to be stressed out over these small things. But then it just, I have, I have to remind myself all the time, like it's fine. It's okay. Nobody else really cares about this. Everybody else is focused on their own shit. It's fine. Yeah. As opposed to it's, I think if you don't go through that big shit, you're like this these things feel mental. Oh my more god, mental. absolutely.
1: If you don't get the crap, you don't appreciate the good times. Yeah. So it's like you have to have both. And like I feel like what if going back to getting older, mm-hmm. I think the one thing you do gain, which is beautiful, is more perspective because right. you have the ability to be like, okay, come on, like that's just not worth it.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't like my new thing is really trying to be like, like why like I mean, if we're gonna get really big, it's like, why the fuck are we all here? Like is it, everyone has a different philosophy on it and I appreciate all of them, whether it's like reincarnation, whether it's like you always have a different thing to do, whether it's karma, whether Mm -hmm. it's none of it at all, you don't believe in shit. And like some I don't remember who said it, I read it somewhere. It was just like joy, just pure joy, like connecting to yourself in pure joy. And I'm like, huh, I kind of like that. Right. And so I was I've really been trying in moments when I find that just being like what's your pure joy right now? Like, just what is it like right now? This is lovely. Like I'm having yeah. such a great time, like yeah. catching up with you and sitting here like this is pure joy. Yeah. So it's like, and it's really helped me like in moments where I feel it going left over something so dumb. Right. And I'm like, okay, well what's your pure joy right now? And it's so easy to find. Like it's at least for me, it's easy to find it's everywhere. So then it's like really been helping me go back. It was such a simple mm. question. Yeah. And it's been helping me like just put things in perspective. Yeah, I mean, I think
0: oftentimes, like, the, the simplest questions are, like, the ones that, like, really crack things open.
1: Absolutely. And then you're like, how did I not ask that question for so long?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the first time, I uh, was very sick, and was, like, everybody's you should be in therapy, because I was very sick and sad and stressed out. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, so I went to see, I haven't mean, seen the have thing for 10 years now or something, 12 years, 11 years. Um, and I, we just, we had, the first session was, like, two and a half hours, because I had a lot of shit to go through. And I was telling him, like, I would have, like, these, like, crying jacks, mostly just for exhaustion and that kind of thing, but he asked the simplest question, and he's like, okay, well, next time that happens, I just want you to stop and, and, question, and think about why you're crying, and I was like, huh. Why am I crying? What a crazy!
1: Why hadn't
0: I? And I was like, Why the
1: fuck hadn't I ever? <laughs> cried?
0: I just thought it was like, Well, it's just a chemical or what? This this specific thing. So, what
1: happened the first time you asked yourself? Do you remember?
0: Um, I think a lot of, of times it was there were two things, and it was like one. I think was about home, but the mostly it was about like any sort of injustice when there was like because I I think. So I was, why me? yeah I mean just like in wherever it was just like any sort of injustice in a commercial or like an NPR story oh god whatever.
1: sometimes it's like reactive crime yeah. That doesn't
0: yeah no 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 so I think yeah, I think I would always that would always bring it out to me because it felt like a lot like why am I 25 and crazy sick and I felt like that I had a lot of like anger about that so when I'd see injustice elsewhere I would just it would just bring a lot of emotion to the surface
1: do you feel like you were better like do you feel like now because how long has it been since your surgery six and a half years It's a good, it's a good chunk of time yeah. Do you feel like you do have a better perspective on, like, the small stuff or the big stuff? Or, no, like, weirdly, you reset once you get into, like, a good place? Yes and no.
0: I mean, I think um, I have... Do you know Jordan Kagan? Yeah. So, Jordan... So funny. He's a wonderful man. And he... uh, I, I think I may have even talked about this exact thing on this podcast before, but he he and, um, and also you know Will Reiser
1: mm-hmm.
0: so the th- the th- the two of those guys all have wildly different experiences but we all had like young disease and so like even though it was a wildly different experience we like Spoke the same, him. spoke the same language yep. of just like being young while everybody else is like vibrant and t- treating themselves terribly. Like eating. <laughs> That's such a good point. Yeah. And then like, but, but well, I am fucking eating carrot juice or I'm, I'm only eating. I, 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 there's a point in time where I just ate homemade jello and uh, tuna all the I time. Know, I remember
1: it's, that. It's so awful. Yeah.
0: But so, and I remember right after the operation when I was like getting on my feet and I was like 95 pounds still, but like for the first time I like didn't feel sick. I felt terrible because I'd been through a trauma, mm-hmm. but like I didn't feel sick and we're talking to Jordan and he was saying like I remember he's like I remember when I was in the hospital I thought traffic is never gonna bother me ever again fuck that cut to and he's like yeah traffic's gonna bother you <laughs> it's gonna fuck cause it's annoying it's it's ridiculous but he's like that's the thing is like it's you realize that that's a luxury that's such a luxury to be
1: bothered by be it be bothered by
0: it and then just like even that is just like there's like almost a zen quality of like Man, God, I'm lucky to just even but be able to but, feel this frustration. But that's
1: the trick. Like when you're in it, yes. being able to then bring that next layer. Because sometimes that's like, that's hard. Very hard. Yeah. So it's like that's the trick. How do you bring that next layer of like, ha, ha, ha how lucky am I to be pissed about this right now? <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: And I think it's usually but on sometimes something. Sometimes it's after day to day. Yeah. Like some
1: days I'm like, I'm riding this day perfectly, like nothing's bothering me. Yeah. And then there's days I'm like, why am I so annoyed at everything? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, and I don't know. That is I chemical or I don't or it's just like sometimes I think it's like we talked about earlier, like I know I'm being stubborn. And I could let this go away, but I don't want to. And I think sometimes it's like, I don't fucking, I just want to, I'm annoyed right now. I'm angry. I don't want to marginalize it. I Even know. though I know it's small, I'm going to fucking be mad about it or whatever.
1: I know. What's your, this is such a dumb question, but like, what's your favorite thing that you eat now that you couldn't eat forever?
0: Um, not so much. Honestly, I, uh, it's, it's, it's lessened now just because it's been a while. But honestly, uh, when I got better again, I was like, "Oh man, beer and booze is so good." Because <laughs> like I didn't, yeah. I would occasionally have wine, right? But then and so like for a long time, I like stayed away from wine because I was like, "That's sick juice." Because that's like the only thing I drink. <laughs> oh, when I that's was so sick. interesting. Um, it's like a Pavlovian thing. It's like, yeah. no, that's. Um, but that and then just just not having to worry, because I moralized food forever. Like I would just be like, if I eat this fucking pizza, or if I eat whatever, it's gonna. It might be bad, but the truth was, like, everything was bad. Do you feel like you have a healthy
1: relationship with food now? Or did it create any, like, unhealthy like? I think so.
0: I think so. I think um, I'm just, like, more moderation. Like, I don't really watch what I eat at times. I don't eat terribly, but, like, I eat very slow. I think that's a lot from the moralizing stage because there was, like, two separate times I was in the hospital where I couldn't eat for two weeks. Where I just, you know, I was getting IV fluid, but where you just can't eat anything for two weeks. Oh just cause God. like I was blocked. So like you can't put anything in cause it's just fucking sitting there and it would, like, if I eat anything, it'd be just like immense pain. Um, so I think that changed. Like I'm the kind of guy where I will like have something for breakfast and then I'll be like, why am I hungry? And it's like, cause it's 6 PM and you haven't anything since nine. Oh wow. Um, I think that all changed cause, like just because there was so much thinking about food for a long time. Um, yeah, but I just, like, I like not having to think about it. That's Which insane. is great.
1: That's, like, that's a gift. Oh, yeah, not having
0: to worry about shit. Just not having to, like... I just, like, even just... Uh, I know it's, like, such a small thing, but, like, people who, like, find out that they have... Um, uh, uh, what is, uh, you know, when you can't tolerate gluten, what is the disease I'm thinking about? Oh, about? oh
1: my God, no, I just... Why can't I do it? Uh, I watch uh, my color. Oh it. my god! Why am I blanking? I watch yeah. my collar. Are you blank? Everyone, everyone is it right now? Every single person we know yeah, is blank.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, but yes, I feel like this is I, gonna kill me. It's gonna kill me too. But it's like even that is like I get it, man. It's not a it's not a big thing because there's so many things that don't have it. But it's just like when you just but I I want I want the thing, and it's just like it just kind of at least for me it was like I just resented like having to have to
1: worry and think about it, have to think about it and worry
0: about it. And also to, uh, uh narrow to close things off.
1: I think, yeah, it's funny because I obviously don't have that, but I do. My new thing I think about is always like, when will I get to, and I'm not a huge warrior. We were talking about this earlier. I'm actually not a big warrior, but it's like, wouldn't it be nice to be in a place in my life where like, I don't have to worry about anything. I mean, now I have a business. So like that stays on my sure. head and keeps me up at night a lot. And, and I have a child, but I don't worry about her that way. But I'm like, I, I do oftentimes like see myself like running in a field, like just wow. freely. And I'm like, what yeah. would that be like to just have like no attachments? Yeah. And I don't mean like running away from my no, husband or my child at all, but I'm just saying there's an element of that feeling of not having to wake up and be like, oh god, what needs to be fixed? What needs to be done? I'm so behind on this. Oh, shoot. I forgot. Even as simple as like little things, we get so busy and like yes. bogged down. And even those little things... I'm like, oh, God, what would it be like to just be free yeah. of all of that? And then I'm sure I'd be bored if I was free of all oh, of that. Oh, for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. For sure. I mean, there's it's not the same thing at all, but I just, when you were saying that, uh, a little while ago, our good friend Dan Levy, uh, yes. he was going through whatever, uh, some business thing, some work shit, and it was, like, very stressful for him, and his uh, nanny, who's, like, a younger... Like, Did he like, you go
1: girl, get, like, a business degree?
0: No, 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 no. I mean, he was, I think it was just like negotiations for contracts. Oh, whatever, got it. Oh, you whatever. said
1: words, I'm like, did he know? I was like, what no, the no, fuck? No. no, it was just
0: like, whatever. <laughs> like, when did
1: this happen? Yeah, missed no. it all. God. He's just
0: only doing comedy. <laughs> um, but like his nanny, who's younger, is like, I, she just said like, I don't know. I thought, I assumed like the longer you do something, the easier it get. And he's like, No. <laughs> It's always annoying. I think, right? Well, yeah, but I think that's like everything. Like I just want to be like to, to be free of everything. It's like I don't think that's everything. You ever just take you take
1: on no, it's never a thing. And you yeah. just take on new and different versions of it. Especially yeah. like in comedy or writing or contracts, it's like then you're just yeah, there's always like another level that now you're negotiating for that. It's always Yeah, And I think it. it is I think
0: it is healthy, like whenever whenever like anybody asks like what do you really want to be doing? And my general my cat answer is like, I want to be doing uh, what I'm doing now but more and better. And I feel like that's what I, I want that. to do in life in general. It's like what I'm doing now, but more and better, whatever that means. Like it's, I want to be better, like at, at being kind, better at, um, learning from mistakes, better at, you know, like, and that's just kind so of, it's about
1: you versus like your job or your, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah but even like career wise, I want to be doing more and better. And, um, I think that's, I think that is like, what is, it's like a, uh, so a Socratic thing like that it's like very constantly questioning yeah because like even like he's like even if you take away all desire if you have no desire if you don't like desire anything else in the world I find I'm perfectly content in this moment I don't desire anything else you're still not removing all desire because even then you're desiring and what, that, you want, what you want it's like I want to keep what I have in this instant
1: it's I mean it's so fascinating I mean that's kind of what I was talking about the idea of like detaching is Mm -hmm. a version of that which by the way is like if you go super super zen and i don't know who i don't know if any of us unless you're going to go live and be a monk and go live in a monastery i don't think it's possible really to like totally get to a point of total detachment of living that but it's it's crazy to think about because it's true it's like even if you feel clear in this day like you're still processing that clarity
0: yeah and you're just like trying to hold on to it yeah and you know that like stress that's and attachment stress. Yeah. and that is attachment yeah but I but I think those things are healthy I think oh I love it all to, I mean this is the shit I think about all the time yeah exactly about. like what is what is like um uh can, you know there the uh, there's this movie, this Mike White movie came out a little while ago called Brad Status. I didn't like, see it, but very it was very good, like really slicked under the radar, but it was very like sweet. I love his movies. Yeah, and like the whole the whole like mission statement, the mantra of the movie is like it's diminishing returns comparing yourself to others. And that's like the whole thing. Thousand percent. And I uh, fully agree with that, but I still do it all the time. Do
1: you do you still do it all the time? I do, but, but I you're also in a business where it's probably hard not to.
0: Yeah, but I think it's it is like it is a little bit of um, I think there is diminishing returns, and then there's also like the sea biscuit factor, like where it's like, that's not, I don't know what's going on with their lives, and also maybe they've worked very hard and whatever, and then there's other things like, oh, okay, there's somebody else that has a peer, and I think they're talented, or I don't think they're talented, so I wanna do a little bit, I wanna push myself a little more, a little So sometimes, and so like, that's the shift, like, I don't know, what is good and what is bad. <laughs> Where's the line between like this is poison versus this is healthy it's
1: funny because i feel like i've i mean i clearly have that i've always been one to be like oh i want to do better i want to do Mm -hmm. better i mean i'm a hard worker i've just always have been um and i was raised that way because i was like why the minus why not the plus you know jesus christ but um but i think i've gotten so much better because even in this business i've watched myself at times i'm like if there's, there's competition, I'm like, wait, they're doing that. And I actually will stop myself. Like, I won't even look. I won't yep. even be that. I'll try and keep up of what's happening just to be knowledgeable. Sure. But I've gotten so much better about being like, concentrate on yourself. Figure out what you guys want to do. Remember your brand. Remember who you are. Remember why you did this. Keep going. Like, right. that fuels you to get this far. Keep going. And it's been a struggle and it's something I actually work on every day. But I yeah. really notice me... Working on it because it's something very different than before. I'd be like, "Wait, what's happening?" Okay, I can do this. I can, and, like, like, mm-hmm. and I've really made a point of being like, "Okay, I'm putting that over there." I I can self motivate. Like, I know I can self motivate, so take it from there. Like, you do what you think you need to do and stop right. getting sidelined by someone else.
0: Yeah, because I think there is like that is at, at a certain point you're just hurting yourself, but then. Absolutely. Sometimes you need that, like a little bit of, uh,
1: I know, but then it can be like hard. I mean, I see moms do it all the time and that to me is like the saddest thing is I'm like, it's so not worth it. Like we're all doing the best jobs we can do and we're all going to do it differently. And there's
0: also no right way to do it.
1: Zero right reason, way to do it. And it's only, I always tell people like, if you know yourself and you know you're a good human being, Mm -hmm. just trust your gut. You're going to raise your child the best way you are going to raise your child. Like trying to take someone else's philosophy is going to just be weird because it's not your own and it's like and just because so and so does it this way that might work perfectly for them but like you got to figure out your own shit otherwise you're just chasing you're chasing the wheel all the whole time well
0: i think also just like that what you just said is like a, a great bon mot of like life in general like if you uh, if you know that you're a good human being just trust yourself just
1: trust yourself right it's like and again it doesn't mean you're going to do everything oh you're going to fuck up you're going to fuck up yeah. still But like, just trust us. I remember saying it to one of my best girlfriends before I had kids Mm -hmm. and she was really upset. She was like comparing herself to other friends of ours being like, am I not doing this right? They're doing this and I'm like, you were one of the loveliest people I know and you were such a good human and you were so kind and you were so sweet Just stop with the noise and pay attention to you, and I promise you, you're not going to make the wrong decision. Right. And I was saying that. I'm like, if you were an asshole, this would be a whole If you were the most selfish human being, maybe I'd be like, yeah, you got to work on that with your child. But like, I'm like, you're good. like, trust yourself. Stop worrying about what the books say, what the other parents say, or the judgments and all that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. We live in LA, and there's just judgment everywhere. Everywhere. It's It's like fuels people for breakfast. Yes.
0: Yeah, like who like, can I wake up and like got make a fun great, of today? Great bowl of judgment at Sycamore Kitchen. It's very
1: delicious, <laughs> it's it's delicious and slightly berries. But uh, I mean, i don't know, can You work in writers' rooms, like yeah. in comedy rooms, I should say specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, there' so much of it is fueled on judging, making fun of. Oh, for I mean, sure. that's part of the fun of it.
0: And it is fun, and it is Absolutely. like it's just like an understanding of like, well, what is like playful and healthy, and what is the like, line? Yeah,
1: but then where is the line? Yeah, and that's always the trick. And it's like. And where's the line for you as a human where you know how to do it playfully, but you don't let it start overtaking the way you think all the time. Yes. I think as a comedy writer, that's got to be one of the hardest struggles. I think so. Because that can lead to de- like depression. Because yes. if you're constantly thinking about like the negative, which is funny, like the joke is always like in the negative. What's the negative we can pull out? That's yeah. funny. I mean, that's what's fucking hilarious. So it's like, and that's the exercise you're doing every day. So it's like, what's the line of when it tips into, that's how your brain only works. Right.
0: Well, I think I will say I think it's probably easier now because I think there's been a real change in like uh, uh, the comedic arena from like the 90s and the early aughts, and even the mid aughts. Whereas just like especially the 90s it was just all sarcasm. True. It was all um, cynicism, and I think that slowly, as like things have either gotten better or worse, <laughs> it's just like earnestness is more uh, celebrated, well, I and totally like agree. there's like a lot of. Just making fun of shit to make fun of shit is just like, I think it's recognized as like sometimes that's very fun, other times it feels like easy way out. Yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's 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 just always going blue, like you're just making fun of shit. It's just like that's fine, right? But you gotta differentiate. And I think like the fact that like earnestness is celebrated because it used to be shit upon, I think it's like it's helpful. Yeah,
1: that's actually a really interesting point, and that's good. Yeah, because to me, that's always like the scary thing is like if you change if you train your muscle to work that way, it's going to work that way all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, I think, like, it must have been very hard when, like, you know, Janine Garofalo and, and Dennis Leary were, like, the just, like, that sort of, ugh, was, like, that was that was just, like, the, the upper was, echelon of comedy.
1: Yeah, and then imagine living your life every single second like that. Mm-hmm. That's, like, brutal. Like, yeah. I remember, and everyone were named nameless, but I remember going away on, like, a weekend trip with a few comedy writers, mm-hmm. and we were somewhere, and it was, like, just, at one point, it was, like, the complaints, and something. it was, like, ugh, this and this and this, and I remember looking at the person finally going... God, life must be so difficult for you. Yeah. And what was really funny, the reaction was, it really is. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, at least that's fair and honest. But I remember feeling like this heaviness of like, fuck, I couldn't imagine like walking through life where everything sucked.
0: Well, also, but like there's a point where if you're... And that's fair to like... Have complaints about things.
1: Absolutely. You know, I'm not saying to be a... I mean, look, I, yeah. I'm complaining but, here. But
0: there's so. also... But it's also, like, you got to recognize at a certain point, you're making it worse for yourself, it's man. All attitude. It's you're making it
1: so much worse. It's all... I always say happy people aren't lucky. Everyone always it's, thinks happy people are just super lucky. And I'm like, they're not lucky. They just know how to process differently.
0: Yeah. I mean, man, I, mean I think there is something to be said for, like, manifesting mm-hmm. your own destiny a little bit.
1: It's funny. I never... You know when The Secret came out? Remember that bullshit? Sure. And it became, like, a whole big deal. And I, I was so angry at that.
0: Yeah. it was so such bullshit. It was like also...
1: such bullshit, but the, but part of me was also like, this person made so much money. Don't people know this? Like, I mean, I grew up as an athlete, so yeah. I'm like, I mean, I used to go to sleep thinking about how to hit the ball better, and I would yeah. like, do it over and over again because I knew that would make me better on the field the next day. Right. Like, I used to prepare for like interviews and practice the questions. Like yeah. to me, I'm like, don't people just know how to do that? Like, isn't that right. what people do? And then someone was like, no, like a lot of people don't do that. So the secret was, even though it was a little extreme was a version of teaching people that.
0: Yeah. Hey. Um,
1: so I, I always didn't believe in manifestation either until I got older and I was like, Oh, I guess I do do elements of that. And I didn't even realize. Yeah. Well, just
0: like, I'm thinking about the thing that I want and in doing so I'm going to in a positive way yeah and I'm going to I'm preparing myself to be in a position to get the thing I want and, and that's see, basically and the yourself secret seeing yourself that, right? have it too yeah. Absolutely. yes yeah. I mean
1: some people were weird like you heard about I don't know if it was I never saw it so I'm, I'm speaking a little out of turn but I don't know if it was in the secret or a story from it later of like the woman who basically set the table for her husband who left her cheating on her to go to another woman she set the table every night so he would come back like basically like oh wow and part of me was like wow that's a little sad right, and like maybe that's sad. not I the think, person you should manifest coming back. Yeah. Like, right. So that's when I was like, Ugh. but I do think there is something of picturing yourself having what you want and need because yeah. I think, I mean, everyone always asks me like, how did you make the den happen? Like how did you make it right. happen? And part of me is like, I had a vision, a very clear vision. And then from my TV background, producing background, I was like, all right, now how do I get there? Right. But I think because I could see it clearly allowed me to ask all the proper questions and fill in all the blanks of all the shit I needed to do to execute right? because I could see it. So then I could work backwards. Like, okay, so how do I get there? Just like anything, you see a TV show, you have an mm-hmm. idea. It was like my favorite part of TV is someone like you could come in with an idea and then also maybe be on set and I'd probably be poking you like, yep. Oh my God, there's like a craft services and a set and actors oh, yes. and their are same- to me, nuts? that was like, Always my favorite time of the year. Like just so exciting to be like, this is realized.
0: Well yeah, just that it comes from this kernel of the thing. Kernel, and 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 I don't know, for you it could have been in a fucking
1: shower, it could have been while you were taking a shit. Like who knows? Like a little idea that then gets broken down and like the writer's working on it and then whatever the process is, everyone has a different one. All of a sudden, like we're there and hundreds of people are hired and it looks like something, and it is something, I always found that to be amazing.
0: Yeah, man, I think that's the thing that I have uh, uh, come to after, like, what, 10 years in television? And I think it just 12 years, 13 years of writing in general is just, like, a lot of that judgment has gone out the window because I think, like, any time anything gets made, it's just a fucking miracle. And it's like so cool. Yeah. It takes a lot of really talented people to make something Yeah, bad. and
1: it's so easy to judge. And by the way, and just because something's bad doesn't mean it always started off bad. No. That's what people forget. It's like, it might end up bad, but that doesn't mean that script wasn't genius or yeah, man. so much shit happens in there's, the world. There's so
0: many moving pieces. You can just have one thing that's off and oh, that's not And like that's why
1: money. having a hit show is a fucking miracle yeah. because it really is so much has to work. Yes. And I mean, we've all seen it. That's why I used to say in pilot season, like, I started learning how to ride it really evenly because. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's a bad table. Probably we'll end up being our best pilot. Like yeah. you just, you don't
0: know what's going to happen. You don't
1: know what's going to happen. And I always, I used to tell my team all the time, put the seatbelt on, mm-hmm. sit back. It's a ride. And I don't want anyone overreacting from this point on. Like let's always work to get the best. Mat- it doesn't mean don't work on the script when it's yes. a shitty table. It's like, let's all do everything to get the best material we can get. But, like, we have no clue. Nothing that happens today is going to tell us what's happening at the end. I think
0: that's just a good uh, mantra in general, just, like, to not be reactionary. Because it's so easy to be reactionary about things in any facet of life. And then you're not, to your point, you're not trusting, like, your instincts. You're not trusting why you got into this in the first place. Whatever that may be. Relationship or... Uh, I mean,
1: absolutely. so used to drive me crazy when I'd be in, like, New York around the table, like, in, you know, Comcast. And they'd be like, but Tal, is this going to be, like, is this going to work? Is this going to be the hit show? And I used to laugh. I'd be like, I'm not going to fucking tell you that. I would say that. I'd be like, because I'm from Jersey. I'd be like, Christine, I'm like, I can tell you, it's original. It's great. You can promote it. It's fun. It has great stories. Like, if I could tell you what was going to be every hit show, you guys, we would never have a dud on the air. Or if you could do that, I mean also I'm like if you'd ever listen to anything we'd say then maybe we'd have more shit in there, but that's a whole different story but um I used to love that question because I'm like really that's like the dumbest question ask me like like, about the show ask me what's great about it ask me what we think is going to resonate what we think is going to connect why we think it can be successful but don't be like is this going to be the hit Mm because it's like no but we all do the same shit yes of course it's going to be I mean it's like you just get sick of saying it yeah yeah Yeah. it's going to be the hit I Uh, think that's my freak out about marriage
0: oh sure like, I think
1: it's saying is this going to work. I promise. And it doesn't matter who's in front of me. I promise that forever, whatever, what are the words like forever? Oh, till death does part. right? see. can yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because in my mind, that is me pretending I know what brings, what happens in life. Yeah. And I think that's what freaks me out. Cause it's just not how I operate in my yeah. life in any aspect. It's just like everything I was telling you, whether it's as small as like where I was on TV or how I did the t- like. I just don't operate that way. Like anytime someone asked me about what my five year plan was, I never had an answer. So I think that's what freaks me out about signing papers, which is like, anything can happen. Like you were saying, we could be together till death does part. And that would be the most amazing, beautiful thing. But for me to say, I know for sure has nothing to do with my emotion or love for someone. No, it's like, we evolve, right? It's, it's me having this more of a global perspective of like, for me to pretend I know is maybe the most myopic vision I could have. Right. So I think that's why it freaks me out.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. We start off. Then I feel like I'm lying. Yeah. I feel like I'm lying. Yeah, I get it. Um, I usually try to ask uh, just in summation, like a piece of advice for some from somebody. But I would say, in all the things we're talking about, it feels like a lot of it is um, processing. But a lot of it comes from like starting over. We started about talking about marriage. Started talking about like disappointment in character. So like, <laughs> how would you? As somebody, how would what advice would you give for somebody who feels like they are starting over or are they in a new uh, a new chapter?
1: Trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, always. I mean, look, it always boils down to like loving yourself, as cliche and cheesy as it is. It's so true. Well, yeah, man. And it's um, trust yourself. Trust that gut. Trust that instinct. Trust that voice. And always believe that whatever it is you're starting over, whether it is a relationship and you feel alone, whether it is. Starting a new job. I mean, there's so many versions of starting over, moving somewhere you don't know people. Trust that you're with you and it's always going to work out. I mean, I remember that was a question my mom said. Before, I mean, Julianne, I feel like we're talk- I'm talking too much. No, 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 no. no please. One of the questions my mom asked before my marriage ended, and I think I kind of confided in her, like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And she said, and I didn't have kids, and I was mid to late thirty, 30- I mean, I yeah. wasn't like a sprint chicken. And she said, well, Tal, like, are you nervous? that you're going to end up alone, and then you're not going to have kids. And I said, absolutely, because I know me. I like being in a relationship. I like being in a partnership, and I have to trust that's going to happen. And I said, but here's the problem, Mom. You, out of all people, have always taught me, believe in yourself. Go with what you believe in. I've made career choices off of that, weird choices before that have always just been based on, like, oh, I think I need to do this. And I told her, if I stay in this marriage... I'm staying in it because I'm scared right. of those things yeah. versus staying in it for the right reason. And you're the one who told me, do not make decisions based out of fear, right. and she shut the fuck up and supported me from that point on. Mm-hmm. And, but I always get chills when I say that because I'm so thankful for her for that lesson because that's what it is. It's don't worry about the fear. Don't worry about what you're scared of. Don't worry about all those negative stories you're telling yourself. Just take care of yourself, and it will all work out. It doesn't mean you know what it's going to work out or what it's going to look like, and that's kind of the fun and the beauty if you let go a little bit. But just trust yourself and know it's going to work out.
0: Sounds pretty good. It's pretty sage and salient and also simple but hard. So hard. Yeah. Yeah, trusting like, I got this. Don't Uh, let the fear run. Don't let the fear own you. Yeah. That's very good. Well, thank you.
1: No thank you. This, this was so wonderful. nice and so fun. Hey man, this is a very not terribly funny. Only you, only you, only you. I see evidence of you and her...
0: There you go everybody. Tara Binowitz. She's lovely. She's wonderful. Uh you gotta go check out the den if you live in Los Angeles. Um if you don't check out her, their Instagram, it's Den Meditation, and they just started a podcast of their own called Den Talks Podcast. Check it out; it's great. And at the end of every episode, there's a little uh, a meditation from a teacher, so it's very calming and soothing, and will help you get through that traffic. Um, she's wonderful. Thank you so much, Tao, for coming over. I really enjoyed talking to you. You're great. Uh, that's it, gang. That's a, that's another episode. We're done here, except for me to say a few thank yous. Thank you to Hayden Fongheiser for doing everything behind the scenes. Thank you to. Julie Pot and Kingdom Fine Club for doing art and music and thank you to all of you for listening, for being nice for, uh, good vibes. Vibes? Ugh. I don't love that word, but also thanks for just being chill. I love you guys. Have a great week.